Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in to Stand Up For The Truth. We appreciate you guys so very much. Again, guys, I don't know what's happening. It was a great weekend. And just by looking at um, the the website, and uh, I, I'll have Crash let me know what, uh, let me know what he uh, sees. But the site has been blowing up. You're either sharing the podcast or you're forwarding our links or sending people to our website. Uh, it's been doing very, very well, and I just thank you. It's, it's God, because as you know, we are censored on big tech. We've been shadow banned on Facebook for many, many, many years. And I just want to explain that again briefly, that we've got over 24,000 supposed followers or friends or fans on the Stand Up For The Truth Facebook page. Every day there's a new podcast. We post it before, usually before noon on that page. Well, typically four or five people might like it or see it. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute, something's wrong. So anyway, we've been shadow banned for years. We can't get around it. There is none. They just don't like the biblical worldview, so they censor the truth. They're part of the big tech one-party media conglomerate that I like to talk about, which we're going to talk about uh, fake news today as well. But uh, So continue to share, guys. What you're doing is working. I can see it. Uh, the results, we can see comments coming in, people asking questions. And I want to take this time to apologize between um, my health issues and uh, voice stuff and lung issues recently in the last month or so. I have not been able to reply to every voicemail. I get calls and messages. So please forgive me. Uh, if you've let a, left a message, I've got a, a list and post-it notes and numbers of people to call back that have left messages. And I, I really appreciate you calling and touching base. You can also send emails to comments at standupforthetruth.com, questions for guests or on the topic or whatever you're, you're going through to, that you want to talk about. So forgive me for not getting back to you. There's so many people I, want, I need to call back. But sometimes after the show, my, my lungs are out there. Okay, they need a break, and I just don't feel like talking much, if that makes sense. So could appreciate your prayers. I really would. Thank you. Um, so let's open up, and let's get our guest in here today. I can't wait to talk about this very important subject today with Dr. J.B. Hickson. Um, he's been in ministry for over three decades, and if you're not familiar with his site, you got to check it out. We have a lot of new listeners to this podcast it's called notbyworks.org, notbyworks.org, and I want you to check it out based on Titus 3.5, of course, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. So, J.B. Hickson, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast, brother. Hey, thanks, David. Always great to be here. Glad you're feeling uh, a little bit better, yep. and I've uh, been praying for you, my friend. Thank you. It's a slow, quote, long haul. <laughs> it's a slow, yeah. uh, gradual improvements, but uh, not quite there yet. 
Um, also, if you're in the Denver area, Colorado Springs, between there, you can check out Plum Creek Chapel. Uh, give us some information on your church there, JB. We have uh, listeners from Colorado checking in with us from time to time. Yeah, we have a steady stream of uh, visitors from our online presence, both through Not By Works and, uh, quite frankly, uh, from uh, people listening to Stand Up For The Truth. We've had uh, several folks come come through. But Plum Creek Chapel is in Sedalia, Colorado, which is basically a southern uh, suburb of Denver, uh, near Castle Rock, if people know where Castle Rock is. And uh, so, uh, yeah, PlumCreekChapel.org is our website. Uh, you can also find out more about us at NotByWorks.org. But we would love to have you. Sweet fellowship. Uh, just a great group of people that uh, really love the Word of God, love to study the Word of God, but uh, don't just uh, take that as uh, information. They translate it into action, and really a loving uh, group of people that loves to reach out to our community. Praise God. Um, I've, hopefully, I will, God willing, within the next couple months, uh, I will be there. Uh, we'll work something out. But uh, anyway, JB, you were just in Alaska, I think, um, and man, I want to hear about it because I've wanted to go there. It's beautiful, I know. So tell us about why you were there. I know you spoke there and, and taught. So tell us about your trip. Yeah, so that was a, a wonderful trip. My wife and I uh, went up there. We've actually done quite a bit of ministry in Alaska through the years, but uh, uh, this was, I think, our eighth or ninth trip. But this was the first time we'd been to Wasilla, Alaska, and um, the Alaska Bible Conference was held at Pioneer Baptist Church there uh, with my good friend, uh, Pastor Mark Fontecchio. And this was actually a conference uh, that was uh, scheduled two over two years ago, and it kept getting uh, canceled for various reasons, mostly because of uh, COVID. And, and once that uh, pandemic, uh, uh, such as it is, uh, hit, it just required multiple rescheduling. But finally, by God's grace, we were able to to get it to going, and boy, it was uh, it was such a great time. I spoke, uh, let's see, six times at the conference over four days, and then I, while up in the area, also spoke, uh, did a did a radio interview, and then did a uh, spoke at Alaska Bible College, which is about forty five minutes away, and spoke in their chapel, and they had a great turnout, biggest turnout they've had in chapel in a long time, and just really enjoyed. Uh, uh, that time and, and uh, yeah, it was great ministry. We talked about several things: the clarity of the gospel. I did several sessions on spirit of the antichrist, and um, uh, really thankful to the Lord for the opportunity to you know to, to spread the word. This might be a nice transition into our topic today, JB. Maybe maybe not, but you can tell me, and I'll let you comment on it. I believe Sarah Palin is uh, from Wasilla, and. Um, I have written about her for more than a decade, uh, starting with when the the media and what I like to call the left, <laughs> the one yeah. the one party uh, media, <clears throat> the Democrat media, the globalists, socialists, um, those who do not well, let's just say they viciously oppose the biblical worldview. When she came on the scene, and, and by the way, I think one of my books I wrote a chapter called "They Love to Hate Sarah Palin." When she came on the scene, the, the, first of all, let's go back and revisit some history because we're going to talk about the title of today's podcast, friends, very important, fake news and the fake left-right paradigm. So we're going to talk about that with JB, but when she first came on the scene, there was a big unknown. She had an 80-some percent approval rating as governor in Alaska. John McCain was selected to be the presidential uh, running 
r- running for the presidential nomination against Barack Obama. And the, the left, the Democrat Party, was thrilled because I think they actually helped him in a couple of the elections, uh, a new, new Hampshire, a couple places from, if I remember my history right, the, the Democrats were actually saying good things about him because they wanted an, an old man with white hair to run against Barack Obama, this young, great orator and this guy that came out of nowhere. And so when, they, when he, uh, McCain brought on Sarah Palin, after that speech, I don't remember what year it was, 2008, I think, 2000, when she gave that speech at the Republican National Convention, it was a home run, to say the least, and the left was threatened. So the Democrat Party, I've got quotes in, in one of my books, I don't remember which one. I've got quotes from them. They were actually afraid of her, and what do you do when you're afraid? You attack. So they treated her viciously. Hollywood, the media, late night show hosts, and everybody ganged up on Sarah Palin because she was a, 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 a very successful governor. She was conservative. She was extremely pro-life. My goodness, they've got a Down syndrome baby. And they really attacked her viciously. So Wasilla, Alaska, JB, you were just there. When you brought that up, I thought this might be very interesting because there's been a battle, not only politically. We just see it as left and right. But as you were explaining to me, that whole thing was a creation of the Luciferians in order to deceive Americans, and they've done a good job. So does that play in to what, what I just described, how they, they're attacking? Because this is the biblical worldview. They've got to oppose it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so we, we actually drove right by her house. Our uh, host uh, church uh, pastor, uh, who I mentioned, he took us over there because, you know, you're in Wasilla, Alaska. Everybody knows uh, you, you got to go by and see where Sarah Palin lives. But, uh, <laughs> by the way, I'm sure you know this, but her life has really been wrecked uh, of, of late, and she's really struggling, divorced, and just not really uh, doing, doing well. But, um, but you're right. You go back to 2008, and uh, again, you know, we're, we're not going to have time to make the full case for the fake right-left paradigm and, and, and so forth, but I'm going to do my best to kind of at least lay it out there so that your listeners might, you know, have their interest peaked and maybe do some research. But um, I believe, and we've talked about this previously on your show, that uh, we haven't had an election for, for many, many decades. It's a selection, and the powers that be, specifically the Luciferian elite, are the ones who are kind of pulling the strings from behind the scenes. And I think 2020 woke a lot of people up to that reality because it was more blatant than uh, perhaps ever before. As more and more people wake up and more and more conservatives recognize they've been played, uh, mm-hmm. I think they're paying attention more. And yep. certainly we saw just blatant, in-your-face uh, manipulation of the uh, the votes and you know the tabulation digital tabulation machines and the chinese owned you know dominion and so forth so but that's been around for decades that's what a lot of people don't realize and so obama was absolutely the luciferian candidate he was a manchurian from the beginning uh, that's fairly well documented by a lot of different uh, scholars and experts and so uh, frankly uh, i could i could scarcely think of a worse uh, opponent that the Republicans, if it was a legitimate uh, right-left paradigm, could have put forward exactly. uh, than McCain and Palin. McCain is by no means a stalwart of conservatism, and Palin was uh, indeed conservative, uh, but I believe they, they tapped her uh, to kind of uh, 
get the support of good, staunch conservatives throughout the country. Because, as you said, her positions uh, were consistently conservative. She was well-liked in Alaska. But let's face it, from a political perspective, if you're trying to... um, you know, to to get to, to win an, a presidential election, um, you know, you, you know, you're not going to win it by getting an obscure conservative uh, to go with a extreme moderate uh, on a ticket. So <laughs> I think it was all for show, mm. um, and uh, and so you know, I think what we need to recognize, if I can just kind of dive right into the history of this right-left paradigm is that there is, in fact, a biblically speaking, a, a right-wrong paradigm. There are biblical principles that are um, clearly right and wrong, uh, you know, that, that, ex- that explain right versus wrong, things that we should stand for, as you mentioned, uh, the sanctity of life being chief among them in our culture. Uh, and so we should always take a stand for the principles that are right, but not because they are associated with a particular movement or political party or uh, agenda, because what I think I've proven fairly sufficiently in both my Spirit of the Antichrist series and What in the World is Going On. By the way, we just wrapped up that series, What in the World is Going On, eight parts, uh, uh, and it's available for free. Anybody can watch it. Just go to notbyworks.org and go to the videos menu and then click on what in the world is going on. But what I think I've shown is that uh, Satan, of course, has been trying to take over this world for 6,000 years, conspiring with uh, demons and human agents. And uh, in so doing, uh, America uh, became a huge problem because of our, when we became, came into existence because of our stance for freedom and for biblical principles among many of the original citizens of this country. And uh, some of those biblical principles of right and wrong are enshrined in our Constitution. And uh, even though there were a lot of nefarious motives at the beginning among some of the founding fathers, and that's a discussion for another day, there can be no doubt that the fingerprints of God are all over this nation. Mm -hmm. And so the one nation that's standing in the way of, of the Luciferians ushering in this one world global system of control, uh, religiously, politically, economically, is America. So uh, a a group called the Council on Foreign Relations, which was uh, started by, uh, well, David Rockefeller ultimately, but it actually goes back to uh, the Roundtable group around 1870, so, you know, late second half of the 19th century. John Ruskin, an English professor, uh, was teaching his apprentices, his disciples, that some people were superior to others and that one superior man should rule the world, if that sounds familiar. And a, and a very powerful man by the name of Cecil Rhodes, some of you, your listeners might know that name, Cecil Rhodes, from the Rhodes Scholarship, uh, he really took to heart the teachings of this John Ruskin, and uh, he set out to make it his lifelong goal of establishing a one-world government or a new world order. Uh, He said, for example, in his will, uh, quote, to and for the establishment, promotion, and development of a secret society, the true aim and object whereof shall be for the extension of British rule throughout the world. And he went on to say, in this one world government, he would annex the planets if he could. That's how, you know, passionate he was about a one world government. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Cecil Rhodes was then uh, instrumental in establishing, ultimately, the Council on Foreign Relations. And the Council on Foreign Relations 
is the one who came up with the idea in America to establish a rock-solid two-party system because, you know, it's fairly recent in American history that it always came down to Republican-Democrat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can remember even back in... Uh, 1980, you, you had with Reagan Carter, you had a, a third-party candidate, uh, Anderson, and then of course, uh, who can forget Ross uh, Perot? Yeah, oh my Ross goodness! Yeah, but going way back into the you know last century in our country, you know we frequently had multiple parties, but mm-hmm. um, you know in the mid-century, uh, you know the, probably the 50s and 60s is when the Council on Foreign Relations, uh, behind closed doors, conceived of a notion of creating. What they called and labeled, this is where the term comes from, a right-left paradigm. And uh, Mm. so, you know, Carol Quigley is a name that some of your listeners may know. If not, they need to get to know it. In 1966, he published uh, the famous book Tragedy and Hope. And Carol Quigley was a historian that, that really documented in excruciating detail everything uh, that the Council on Foreign Relations said and wrote and did. He was also a professor uh, at Georgetown for most of his career. He also taught at Harvard and at uh, uh, Princeton. But uh, Bill Clinton uh, credits uh, Carol Quigley as being his mentor and, and even named Carol Quigley in his acceptance speech, uh, wow. speaking of Ross Perot, back in 1992 at <laughs> the Democratic National Convention. But this book, Tragedy and Hope, which is you know, 1,300 pages and eight pounds, uh, so <laughs> you can read a couple of uh, com- smaller commentaries on it. One is called The Naked Capitalist by Cleon Skousen, and the other is by Gary Allen called None Dare Call It Conspiracy uh, that give you kind of the highlights. But in it, he exposed this uh, famous right-left uh, paradigm, and he exposed that these uh, powerful people in the Council on Foreign Relations, or the CFR, uh, as we call it, uh, we're trying to usher in a one-world uh, system, and he, he he laid it out. I mean, he explained it in great detail uh, that essentially uh, what we need is to create a a system where you, we have two parties. This is a quote that should represent ideals and policies, one perhaps of the right and the other of the left. Mm. And he said the two parties should be almost identical so that the American people can, quote, throw the rascals out at any election without leading to any profound or extensive shifts in policy. So what they've done is they've gotten us convinced that if we can just elect Mm. Republicans as conservatives, you know, we'll change the world and things will be better. We'll overturn Roe v. Wade. We'll stop gay marriage. We'll, you know, make uh, moral issues uh, take the high ground. But as any thinking person should see, that hasn't worked. It hasn't happened. Well, let's just take, let's pause right there, JB. We've got to take a break in about a minute and a half. And what you just said is very profound, that you, you, you can vote thinking that you're making a difference. And if you get the right people in there, policies will change. But how many and I don't want to discourage people from voting. That's not the the purpose of this idea. But how many times have we seen someone campaign on something, get elected and then not follow through? So the perfect example would be Roe v. Wade, 1973. If Christians, conservatives, Republicans are against the slaughter of the unborn in a mother's womb, then why haven't we changed that with all the modern technology? Everything we know now about life in the womb from, from conception to when they, the, a baby has a heartbeat, 
uh, a woman is with child, and we just know all the science now, but it certainly isn't helping, seemingly, legislation when it comes to Roe v. Wade. So that's a perfect example. And that was 1973. Why haven't we seen that overturned? Your thoughts real quick? We've got a minute left. Yeah, so we'll, we can get into this more on the other side, but yes. absolutely, uh, you know, we've had multiple times when the, the Republicans have controlled the White House, Congress, the Senate, and even the, the uh, Supreme Court, mm-hmm. which, by the way, now is a six to three, allegedly, in favor of the, the, the Republicans. Allegedly. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yet we've never changed anything, and, and I'll explain mm. kind of why that is. It doesn't yes. mean those principles represented in the Republican platform are wrong. They're real, and we should stand up for those principles. Amen. But if you think the Republican Party is the answer, uh, I think you know, you're going to be disappointed. Let's go to break. Um, that's why I wrote uh, in my recent book, I wrote about policies, platforms, and procedures that we need to look at elections more in terms of starting with the biblical worldview and what lines up with that, rather than if they have an R and a D by their name, and so on. So J.B. Hickson is our guest. Fascinating discussion today about fake news and the fake right-left paradigm. A whole lot more coming up in just a minute. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. We're talking with J.B. Hickson about the false right-left paradigm. Uh, meaning it is not organic. It was contrived. We're going to get into some of that history a little bit more in just a few minutes, but let's continue what the thought we had just before the break that for years and years, let's just, I, I don't mean to pick on the Republican Party, but let's just face it. They have not followed through with policy once they've been elected, many of them. I'm not putting them all in a box, and I'm not saying I'm not going to vote anymore because that seems to line up the Republican platform more with the biblical worldview. I mean, there's such a stark contrast between the two platforms. But as you say, they could have done this many, many, many times. They could have really stepped up and, and done some good things legislatively, but they haven't. Yeah, so that that's all, you know, very important observations, and it's good anecdotal support for what we know to be true from looking at the empirical evidence, which, as I said, is that the Luciferians, uh, by design, intended to create in America a fake right-left paradigm that would keep people distracted, keep people focused on political solutions, and uh, allow them to continue to march forward in in one direction. So the the right-left paradigm, as it exists, is a one-way street. And uh, Republicans line one side, Democrats line the other, but it's moving in only one uh, direction, which, of course, uh, comports with what we read in Scripture, that evil men and imposters will get worse and worse, (coughs) deceiving and being deceived, that depravity is a degenerative uh, disease. It does not get better with time. And so uh, what tends to happen is, (coughs) even though with 435 congressmen and 100 senators, uh, it is not uncommon to have a very small handful of, of, of godly, patriotic, Bible-believing conservatives that, that get elected. They are so overwhelmingly controlled and outnumbered from the ones pulling the strings behind the scenes that uh, they either very quickly become uh, paid or played, or they bow out after one term because they realize that it's a cesspool that's 
controlled by the Luciferians that they cannot uh, do anything about. And so we've, we've got to recognize that when we watch, for example, Fox News, Fox News also was a creation of the Luciferians. They needed the, the right part of this fake right-left paradigm to have a beachhead, a place that they could run to to say, you know, it must be true because, you know, Bill O'Reilly said it or Sean Hannity said it or <laughs> Tucker Carlson said it. And uh, But remember, the mainstream media uh, has been uh, controlled for many, many, many decades. We, we talk about this in Spirit of the Antichrist. Um, you know, we have a whole, in that 18-part video series, we have an entire session dedicated to Operation Mockingbird and the fake media and all of that. So it doesn't mean that everything Fox News says is wrong. It just means that everything any media outlet says has an angle, has an agenda, is trying to, you know, basically brainwash uh, listeners. Um, obviously, from our perspective as biblical Christians, if you were to take as a sum of the whole, uh, there's a, great, a much higher percentage of CNN data that comes out through the CNN outlet that is going to be blatantly wrong and blatantly contrary to God's word. But that doesn't mean that Fox News is, you know, quote-unquote God's channel and that uh -huh. Christians take to the bank everything they hear there. And what I've found is that by getting trapped into this right-left paradigm, which is exactly what they wanted us to do, we are more easily uh, manipulated. And uh, that's the reason, for example, that this, uh, this uh, pandemic, which many have called a scamdemic, I've called it that, uh, in which you know the whole world is rapidly spiraling towards a one-world control system with vaccine passports and mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, perpetual booster shots that you have to have the government stick a needle in your arm henceforth and forevermore uh, was so easily uh, pushed over on people because uh, Republicans are so locked into Fox News when Fox News started supporting it they said well it must be okay. Uh. No way. So, I mean, it's not that there isn't a right and a left, so yeah. to speak, a liberal and a conservative. It's that it's it's designed to lead us in a certain uh, a certain direction. I like what you just said, it, and if I can just kind of paraphrase it, it's not the fact there's no such thing as liberal and conservative, but the whole system is designed to set up this great divide and kind of like the the two parties and the two sides. There's a study that just came out a month ago over at Media Research Center, actually Newsbusters, that actual news is very hard to find on today's cable news, especially. A uh, new study, or this was a month ago, uh, less than a quarter, 22% of what is aired on cable news could be classified as old-fashioned hard news, meaning just the facts being reported or live as it happens coverage of an unfolding event. So that means nearly 80% of what's on cable news these days consists of talk show discussion, um, commentary, opinions by the anchors. And But JB, that's what gets the ratings. They know what subjects trigger people and they know how to bring the ratings. And by the way, I do want to say that I admire Tucker Carlson and he's tackled some very um, controversial but unpopular topics, and he's made a lot of enemies, maybe even on both sides. So I do like uh, his reporting more than most. But yeah, you're right. This this two-sided system has been set up, and you can see that the plan of the enemy, 
uh, chaos, confusion, and division your thoughts? Yeah, so again, just keep in mind that Tucker Carlson is controlled. So it doesn't mean what he's saying is not true. And I, too, have quoted from him quite a bit, showed some clips from him. Uh, I I like what he's done about uh, exposing some of the uh, UAP and UFO stuff, um, which we have a DVD in that series on that. But he's controlled. Um, it's it's the classic Hegelian dialectic. You know, Hegel, the German uh, philosopher, uh, suggested that if you create two sides of an opposition, you can ultimately provide a solution that both sides uh, want. It's problem-reaction-solution or controlled opposition. So right now, they love, they being the Luciferians, love that we love Tucker Carlson. <laughs> That's exactly what they want. They want us to... Uh, have an affinity toward him, but he'll he'll fade like like they all do. Bill O'Reilly did, Glenn Beck did, all of the token conservative mouthpieces that Fox News uh, and uh, that whole uh, Rupert Murdoch system puts up uh, ultimately serve their purpose, and then they they fade away. So again, we have to have a nuance. We have to have discernment. You know. Uh, uh, the Bible clearly says we should test all things and hold fast what is good, First Thessalonians 5.21. Yes. Uh, John said in 1 John 4.1, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Um, so, you know, we, we need to listen to and read so-called conservative pundits and commentators with an understanding that this is all propaganda, mm. and doesn't mean it's not true, right. but what are they really angling for here? Um so, but, you know, back to the, you know, how nothing ever changes, what ends up happening is once someone gets in position of uh, elected office who has, you know, the desire to really make change and stand for what's right, biblically, uh, is they get uh, either uh, bribed or blackmailed, or, uh, and you can blackmail someone even though they haven't done anything wrong. In today's age, it's not hard to Photoshop or create fake videos, and you know the government has technology that far exceeds even what we can do on our own laptops and cell phones. And so there are ways, and it's it's been proven again and again, to get people, even good moral people, to do things they wouldn't otherwise do if you threaten their family or their children. Um, and then you tap into whatever, in some cases, whatever their their vice is, maybe it's money, maybe it's power, maybe it's pride. And so there are ways to do this. And again, that doesn't mean that every politician is paid or played. Uh, Some uh, stick to their moral convictions and fight it out. And in in those cases, they either end up leaving office and and throwing up their hands because they know that it's a satanic system, or sadly, in some cases, they are suicided or gotten rid of in other ways. So... um, you know, Anthony Sutton's another name that people should know. He died in 2002. And if you want to research him, I highly recommend it. He died, by the way, under somewhat suspicious circumstances, a lot of people say. But it's Anthony Sutton, and Anthony is no H, A-N-T-O-N-Y, with no H, Anthony mm. Sutton. But in his famous expose on the Skull and Bones a Secret Society uh, that both... Uh, Bush Sr. and Bush Jr., H.W. and Bush W., as well as John Kerry and many other uh, famous politicians and presidents were a member of. Uh, But in his book entitled America's Secret Establishment, he uh, clearly says, quote, in this process of implementing a new world order, he means, change requires conflict, 
and conflict requires the clash of opposites. You can't just have a right, you must have a right and a left, hmm. end quote. And so that's exactly what he, I've been talking about from Carol Quigley's uh, book. The Luciferians call it order out of chaos. And so they are dividing us right yep. now along yep. this alleged right-left paradigm. And again, for most people like you and me, uh, David, it's, it's a principled stand. You know, we align more with the right because, as you said, their platform, their principles are what we believe the Bible teaches. But we have to be, we have to recognize that ultimately nothing really ever seems to change. And indeed, it has been Republican-appointed Supreme Court justices, supposedly conservatives, who have given us some of the worst uh, decisions from a biblical worldview perspective that we've ever seen. Boy, case in point, John Roberts, my goodness, what a disappointment, right? Well, he was a disappointment to those who were trapped in the right-left paradigm. Uh Uh-huh. Wasn't a disappointment to me because when he was nominated, I looked up his background, read some of his case studies, and I, w- I remember talking to my dad, for example, saying, "This guy's not good. He's not a conservative. He's pro-abortion. Mm, Just look wow. at some of his rules." But we all said, "Oh, he's a conservative because why?" Fox News said he was conservative. He's our guy. He's the one the right-left paradigm tells that that the, the right is supposed to represent. It's like a WWF wrestling match. And, um, <laughs> I don't follow wrestling, and I know they don't even call it WWF anymore, but I can't remember what they, they do call it, but it's all it's all theater. And, you know, so you cheer for your guy, you know, and but it really, it really doesn't matter. Um, and maybe even a better analogy would be a Don King boxing match. It doesn't matter who wins or loses, Don King is going to get richer, you know, and, uh, and that's the way the system works. And so um, people need to stop getting their news from Fox News, and in this day and age of of information, there's no excuse not to be able to dig deeper, look at published case law and published uh, rulings and so forth, and see what what is this guy's real worldview. I want you to get to the quote uh, by Edward Bernays in a minute, but I want you to also uh, explain, you've talked about controlled opposition, and most, I mean, Probably everyone recognize it, recognizes that Americans are divided. And even in the church, Christians are divided. But we need to recognize that there are people and entities that whose purpose is to distract, uh, to kill, steal, and destroy, or to distract people from the true agenda of those pulling the strings. That's how you explained it in an email to me. Could you elaborate on that? Yeah, so... Um Edward Bernays is a key figure from back the first half of the 20th century. Um, he uh, is known as the father of, of uh, propaganda, and uh, he, he's responsible for many of the uh, things that are commonplace now in terms of uh, just marketing and traditions and things. He's the one that was hired by the diamond industry to, to create the notion of giving a diamond ring to your uh, fiance when you propose that's fairly recent no one ever did that before but diamond industry hired him to motivate people to do that wow. and so he had campaign many many other he's the one that got women smoking because the tobacco industry wanted that part of the market share of women uh, and so he created all these ad campaigns to convince women to smoke and yep. and so forth but uh he has said in, in, in uh, 
many, many places, again, being connected in the inside with those who are really pulling the strings. Things like, for example, quote, the conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in a democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. Uh, there are, in quote, there are invisible rulers who control the destinies of millions. It is not generally realized to what extent the words and actions of our most influential public men are dictated by shrewd persons operating uh, behind the scenes. So, you know, and we see this, you know, hidden power, this invisible government, as it's called, referred to again and again uh, in the papers of those who are actually... Uh, looking at it. So, yeah, there's no question that there's a Luciferian elite. Uh, this is well documented. It goes back even to the ancient Near East. Um, it goes all the way back to the garden when Satan, who couldn't get control of heaven and when he tried to usurp God's throne there, came to earth and said, well, I'll take the earth in. And he's been trying to take it over ever since. Mm, so very good. Um, did you, I don't remember if, if you shared the quote from Bernays, uh, the, about the conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits. Yeah, we just—I just said that, but yeah, that's a powerful quote. Uh, again, uh, to uh, to say it again, the conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. So they know how to control minds. The the CIA and others have been working on that for many, many, many years, and. Uh, it's it's easier than people think from a psychological standpoint. Well, we understand just by what we've you know heard so far, especially. I mean, the programming you mentioned, cigarettes and and the ads. It, it takes propaganda, and ad campaign. It takes you know Hollywood or one of your favorite celebrities normalizing something, and it it just it's it just seems like Christians have really fallen for way too much. It's 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 shocking. But then when you look at all the Barna studies and the lack of biblical worldview and the lack of maturity and discipleship and, and true biblical teaching across the country in pulpits, it, it makes sense. We are easily deceived, but it's sad. Um, we've got to take another break, JB. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about more of what we've been sharing and what you've been discussing. And it, I think it's a fascinating topic. We need to understand uh, the, the fake news that's driving so much, and it triggers us, and people have their trigger points, that's for sure. Uh, more with J.B. Hickson in just a minute talking about the fake right-left paradigm on Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. By the way, I want to encourage you guys to check out Harbinger's Daily, a great site that's uh, biblical and their worldview and conservative, and uh, they uh, do world news and national news, and they, they're very, very, uh, very good, I believe, when it comes to what, what they try to pick out as far as news stories and worldview and teachers and pastors. But let's, let's go to this quote that um, I want to share, because JB mentioned something. We're going to talk a little bit about the church now and how we have fallen for things that are unbiblical and how— the seeker-sensitive church has been an issue. A man named Michael Riccardi shared this. He said, he's actually said this, those who seek to make Christ and his church more attractive to unbelievers by appealing to them in the natural state of their lostness 
by seeking to engage them by fleshly and superficial means, implicitly regard themselves and their methodologies as more glorious than Christ himself. He said, if unbelievers hate Jesus and he is presented in Scripture, and if they regard the apostles as fools for their message, but they like, but, but they like us, it may be because we're more like them than our Savior. Uh, JB, your thoughts? Yeah, so, uh, you know, you had mentioned earlier, that's a great quote, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you had mentioned earlier that, uh, talking about how these conservative uh, uh, pundits talking to liberal pundits, that, that really media is all about just a bunch of controlled media people talking to each other. It's not really news anymore. I think the statistic you quoted was really only 20% of it is informational. It's mostly just commentary. Yep. And, uh, and that, that that's, you had mentioned, I think, that you know, that gets ratings and that sells, and you're right, but yep. it's the same thing in the church. That's the reason these big mega churches that are giving people what they want instead of giving people what they need uh, are thriving and growing. And that quote you just gave reminds me of a famous uh, Spurgeon uh, quote. You know, Spurgeon was a great theologian from the 19th century, and uh, in his uh, famous uh, often uh, mentioned uh, article called Feeding Sheep or Amusing uh, goats, he said, um, you know, the, the quotes, Paul's words in Ephesians 4, he said, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, teachers for the work of ministry. And then Spurgeon asks, where do entertainers uh, come in? He said, uh, you know, what should be the attitude of the world? Uh, you are the salt of the world, not sugar candy. <laughs> Amen. You know, and so uh, I think uh, this that's a good question that we need to ask when we're watching the news. Are we really getting information? Or are we just watching alleged arguments take place between people on the so-called right part of the paradigm versus those on the left paradigm, and without even realizing it, you know, we're being manipulated? I've talked to people that uh, are far more, uh, you know, famous than I'll ever be that that get called up to speak on Fox News and CNN and MSNBC that uh, are conservative, and they've told me that when they go to break and go to commercial break, uh, all, all the pundits on both sides of this fake right-left paradigm are high-fiving each other, saying, hey, good one, you got me there. It's all for show. It's uh. just a WWF wrestling match. <laughs> it's not substantive, uh, true information. But, of course, the Luciferians are brilliant, and so they have to have controlled opposition. So they have people like Tucker Carlson, who I believe really believes a lot of the stuff that he says. I don't for a second think that he's uh, a fake. Um, and, and others that they'll bring on who, who don't realize they're being you know, played in a, in a bigger agenda. Uh, and it's, it's classic controlled opposition. They've got to give us just enough mm. to keep us coming back, to keep us thinking that, well, I would never listen to CNN because they're bad. I'm a Fox News person. You know, I listen to Fox News. I'm a, they're right. Well, they're not. They're part of the, they're owned by the same companies. They have the same agenda. It's a, it's a one-way street. And, uh, you know, just uh, next time you're channel surfing, I encourage listeners to just go to any news outlet. And chances are, instead of a single reporter announcing news like accident on I-25 or, you know, tornado in the Midwest, it's going to be people talking about the issues of the day that they want to, 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 to rise to the fore. That's the reason Fox News and CNN are always covering the same issues. 
You know, you'd think with a, as big a country as we have, 335 million people, that chances are there'd be enough news out there that you'd never see duplication. Mm. But the agendas, the talking points are always the same. It's just that one's coming at it from a so-called right perspective and one's coming from a left. And we just need to be aware of it. You know, yes. Guarding against, uh, you know, the world system, as Paul talks about in Colossians 2, is not easy. It takes... It takes energy and effort and research and recognizing, you know, why are they saying what they're saying? We're so conditioned to just swallow every soundbite because it was said by a conservative, when if we really knew what these so-called conservatives were doing behind the scenes, uh, we might not be so quick to jump on the bandwagon. And we're not lumping them all in the same, you know, basket, so to speak, but there are some that that genuinely are, are fighting against this. But I love Colossians 2.8. Uh, do not be t- taken captive by these worldly philosophies or the traditions of men, things that would not uh, line up with Christ and in, in our biblical worldview. But, J.B., how can you give, um, or what kind of advice can you give to people? Because I think a lot of listeners right now are going, man, this is getting me a little angry or agitated or I don't like it. But what you're saying, I believe, is true. This is a setup to to divide, and they've been very successful at this uh, contrived, um, what you, you said, order out of chaos, and that is uh, just the Luciferians. That's that's their agenda. Uh, they create the chaos, and they have the solution, right? They come Absolutely, in with, with yeah. the solution. So, so I mean, go ahead. I, I understand the tension there, and I get it, because we've been so conditioned, and uh, you know, for me, this has been a 15-year journey, uh, give or take, and so it's easier for me to to kind of look past the the normal rules of the game, because we live in a culture that tells us it's right, left, Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, so on and so, Fox News, CNN, that's what we're told. So I guess my first advice would be to echo what you just said, which is to recognize that indeed there are, as I started the program by saying, good, godly, Bible-believing men and women who truly stand for what's right, but uh, where I would probably nuance a little further is say that percentage is extremely small. And I think most people are starting to realize that, that it's, it's a game, but they probably still think that, you know, 60, 70 percent of the conservatives that, that write for conservative magazines, uh, write articles on conservative websites, uh, appear on conservative shows, they probably think 60 to 70 percent of them are, you know, pretty good and pretty solid. I think it's more like 10%. Mm. And uh, that's how controlled uh, the system is. But they always let in a few legitimate, bona fide, well-intentioned people who either don't know they're being played or know it but don't care because they'll they'll take any outlet they can to try to present the truth as they should. But regardless, uh, they, they, they always let in 10% or so of people to keep us coming back and to make us feel like uh, we have a voice. So, so one one piece of advice is to kind of adjust your thinking and recognize that some of your, not you, David, but you know our conservative uh, constituents, some of our uh, favorite people that we like, uh, might actually be. Uh, misinformation agents that are knowingly and wittingly controlled by the other side. And I know that's hard to swallow, but I, I base that on years of research and, and just 
data that is uh, incontrovertible from leaked information, um, white papers from their own meetings where they talk about this stuff and they put forward uh, people. And I think that's what happened with McCain and, and Palin going back to 2008. Uh, McCain was, uh, you know, always heavily involved in, in this uh, fake agenda. Mm-hmm. He was controlled from going way back. And so I they picked Palin. I don't think Palin knew what she was getting into necessarily, no. and I think she really believed what she said, but she was just a pawn in the game, and I it was say. by design, but the, the outcome was predetermined, um, yeah. and there was no way they were going to, uh, you know, let McCain win. So... Another piece of advice, and this is going to sound strange, but uh, I just speaking from personal experience, it, it helped me read some literature by liberals, because you know, in the same way that not everything conservatives say is right, not everything that Democrats say is wrong, and some we we as an indication of just how locked in you have become or mm. one has become to the right left paradigm, you know. We will we will never read you know, anything by a, a Nancy Pelosi or a Barney Frank or a, you know you name it uh, uh, because oh they're the bad guys they're on the bad team they're the ones who are rooting against right uh, but if you take the time to read some of that you'll actually hear verifiable factual information obviously being spun from a abhorrent liberal and godless perspective but factual nonetheless that makes you go hmm. I never knew that. I never realized that. Mm. I mean, Naomi Wolf's a great example. Her name has come up a lot, and I think she's even appeared on Fox News, but she is a far-left-leaning progressive liberal. But, boy, she exposed a lot of truth that we need to hear and know and understand. And uh, I hope she comes to faith in Christ, if she's not already. I hope that she begins to espouse more biblical worldviews across the board. But I recommend you know people are reading uh, some of her stuff. I've quoted her in my uh, "What in the World's Going On" series. Uh, so what that does is it makes you break free from the these are the untouchables and these are yes. somehow the divine sanctioned people, the Fox yep. News crowd, yeah. <laughs> and recognize no, no, we got to step beyond that and make our decisions about what is right and what is wrong based on the biblical right wrong paradigm not a fabricated right-left paradigm, if that makes sense. Yes, it does, J.B., the the biblical right and wrong, evil and good. Um, boy, there's so much. When you were talking about what they cover, and even that news article on by Newsbusters that says only 22% is actual news, hard news or facts, a lot of it's commentary. I'm thinking, yeah, we rarely hear Christians. What are we concerned about? Life in the womb, of course, big issue. Marriage, protecting the family, religious freedom. We rarely hear. I've, I've read this article a friend of mine uh, sent that he wrote actually on sex trafficking and human trafficking. That is one of the most. Um, it's an astounding topic because we hardly hear anything about it. But it is in our country, is in our cities. It's it's worldwide. It's an epidemic. But this is one of those things we don't hear anything, not a peep in the media, and it is wrong, and Christians need to be more aware. We're going to be doing a show on that soon uh, coming up because it is. I'm, I'm reading this information and this facts and these research, people that are going undercover, it is actually astounding. But back to today's podcast, the fake news and the contrived right-left paradigm, I think you addressed it in one of your Spirit of the Antichrist uh, 
series presentations? Could you point people to that on your website? Yeah, so The Spirit of the Antichrist is uh, an 18-part, 10-disc, 14-video series. It's available either as a download or as a DVD set. But in uh, Part uh, 5 of those 18 videos, I deal with Operation Mockingbird and the false left-right paradigm. And then we also get into, in Part 14, fake elections. <laughs> uh, so just go to notbyworks.org. Okay. Again, uh, go to the videos menu and click on Spirit of the Antichrist. And there's uh, a couple of free videos there that kind of give an overview that I've done at different conferences. But if you want the complete set, you, it tells you how to order it uh, right there. But I know we're about out of time, but one yeah. last thing I wanted to mention as sure. an example of how nothing really ever changes. There's a lot of news right now about this, the abortion issue coming out of Texas, and I think some other states are following suit. And, you know, obviously we're hopeful as conservatives that uh, an abortion ban will eventually <clears throat> come about, but I'm not optimistic. No. And I think because we're nearing the end game of this Luciferian goal to take over the world, uh, by all accounts, I mean, uh, we're nearing the end game, I think they're giving us more and more uh, hope to kind of divide us even further and make us, you know, have this uh, controlled opposition with conservatives. But I don't for a second think that uh, we're going to actually see some of those things uh, stand up. They should, because we have a six to three allegedly majority on the Supreme Court. But, but you know, mark my word, time will tell. Uh, I don't expect uh, the, the trend and the trajectory uh, of, of kind of clamping down on abortion uh, to hold for, for much longer, because we've seen it in the past. Yes. You know, we had the Gingrich Revolution, the Tea Party Revolution. Yeah. We had opportunities, and nothing ever seems to change. Yeah, well, we're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep trying to raise awareness, and uh, God willing, get... Uh, uh, repentance going, starting with the church. J.B. Hicks and Not By Works, thank you so much. Fascinating topic today, brother. Thanks, David. Always a pleasure. All right, God bless you. When we come back, we'll let you know who our guests are the rest of this week. Keep it right here. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. Just have time to let you know about tomorrow. Jay Siegert is going to be back with us from the Starting Point Project. And we look forward to that. Thank you guys so much. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.